You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast on this gloomy, disgusting Monday. Al, what is up? Hello there, Jerry. I got a uh, Twitter direct message from a fellow you know as Connor. I love Connor. Yeah, sure. And uh, he, he actually has a good good uh, scenario this time he wanted us to discuss because I've been in this situation as well. I want to see if you have been and, and where you are. Is this the situation Jerry. he's in right now? Nah, he's he, for help? No, he was in and wonders what would have been the right thing to okay. do. Okay. So he said, I got in an Uber this morning for work. He's out of town for work. The car smells like a cigar. That's funny. Most of them smell like weed these days. Yeah, or it smells like weed or something, right? Is that worth noting on the review and docking this guy his 4.98 rating? So he's worried about this guy has given over 3,400 rides, and he has a really good rating. Yeah. Let me ask you. This. Here's what I need to know. Yeah. How was the ride? Well, was part he... of the ride is that it smells as, like a cigar. For me, the ride is was he prompt? Yeah. And there was the the perfect amount of nice greeting. Mm-hmm. Don't talk too much. Drove well and dropped you off promptly. Yeah. Because to me, I've been in cars that don't smell great. Yeah. As long as you do your job the right way, I'm happy. Okay. And I've also been in cars that smell wonderful. The guy's doing 95 and he's an a-hole. So I guess the question here really is, Jerry, if you looked at the guy's rating, and let's say he had a perfect 5.0 sure. and he's done 3,000 rides, mm-hmm. are you, and, and let's say you had a bad experience, there was a bad driver, Sure. would you put that on the review and depends knock down on how that bad, perfect rating? It depends on how bad the ride was. I When I was in, where the hell were we? Eh... I don't remember. Chicago, I think. We were outside of Chicago um, when we went to Northwestern. And I ended up with an Uber driver that was rude. He was he got us where we had to go, but he was rude. And then couldn't help us when we ended up in the wrong place. And he was rude. Um, I just did not give him a tip. And I did not give him a review. Okay. But I was not going to give him a bad review because he might be having a bad day. 
Right. So and I then that lives with him forever. Right. Now you can say, what an a-hole. You didn't give him a tip. Well, he's making 75% of that money anyway. So just because I didn't tip him doesn't mean he didn't get paid for what he did. He did. Right. The tip should be the service. His service sucked ass. Correct. I believe the tip should be earned, he not He did not given. earn a tip. Matter of fact, I didn't even want to pay him for the ride. Right. So that's how. That's what I did. I don't okay. think I've ever given anybody a bad review. Yeah, I think I've done the same thing where I've given no review. Right. Because there is a weird pressure. Mm-hmm. Because the other weird thing is he reviews you as well. For sure. Then he could tell the truth or say something completely that didn't happen to make you bad to other drivers that don't want to come pick you up. That's right. So now, now you just reminded me. I never looked to see if he gave me a bad yeah. review. So it's a flawed system. I totally agree. A very flawed system. Could not agree more. Where would I find my rating? I don't know. I I'm, I use Lyft. Oh, there it is. I have a 4.96. That's good. So That's good? Yeah. All right, good. Well, what's weird, too, is uh, nowadays, like, you could have a... Like, would you dock somebody for having a shattered windshield that pick you up? No. Really? Uh, well, shattered or a... A, a big crack. Big no, crack, because I No, because I think things like that take, not while not a ton of time, I mean, that you got to have the car ready for safe light repair, safe, safe light, light replace. replace. You got to have the car ready in the driveway at a proper time. It, it takes them an hour, hour and a half, like... Right, no. and now it's going into his work day where he should be earning money. Yeah, no, I I, I would not. I don't okay. know what his personal situation is. He could be divorced. You're very understanding. 50. Well, because crap happens in life. Yeah. You, you are know? a very understanding person. I I go into it fully knowing that I am not ordering myself a limousine. Right. That's the problem we, we run into, I think. And I also know I'm not ordering a Suburban or a Tahoe. If I'm just ordering a regular car, I'm going to get a regular car. And you just want to get there. That's it. That is it. That's true. You know, when we order Uber and Lyft, especially in the beginning, we were ordering a car service, like a, mm-hmm. a town car. Yeah, well, that's, that's in our head. That's what we yeah. were getting. That's not what it is. And often we were getting that. In the beginning, we were. In yeah. the beginning, we were getting nice cars. Yeah. And then people realized, wait, I don't have to buy a new car to do this. Yeah. And I, I could do just... it with a 1989 Mercury Sable. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of uh, has taken away the charm of the, the Uber ride. Yeah, the I Uber agree. slash Lyft. When I was in Chicago, I also took a car to and from the score. And driving... An what's that? Like an Uber? Yes. Okay. So I ordered the Uber the night before, which was such a... I didn't know. I didn't even know it had that service. Austin Johnson, my radio partner, told me about it because I was concerned about what time do I get up? I don't want to be late getting there, waiting for an Uber car. It is a 25-minute ride. So he's like, oh, you just order it the night before. Wow. So I ordered it the night before. I went downstairs. car was waiting for me. Wow. It was great. So that was fine going in. Going back, though, I noticed my driver looked a little tired. Yeah. And I've been there, and I know what that looks like. So I wasn't talking to him, but I was making noise in the, in the back. And every time I did, he perked up a little bit. That's It's funny because you're, you're using them to be safer. And in that case, I'm like, is this guy going to fall asleep on me and drift off the road? It's scary stuff. Well, Boomer tells that story that when many years ago, Prior to Uber and Lyft, he was getting a car service somewhere, and the guy fell asleep, Oof. and he had to wake the guy up. But that's why Boomer nowadays, for the most part, like when we have events and things, he's always driving himself. Yeah, he does. He drives everywhere. He got very nervous from that time when the guy fell asleep. Now, Isn't there wasn't a car accident or anything. Is that what happened with Marv Albert in the limo? Did his driver fall asleep, or was it just an accident? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. I, but I know 
Marv was in the was in the limo and it, there was a car accident. I don't know what the details were of that. Yeah, you well. got to think like especially like Uber Lyft, right? A, a lot of times it's as a second job for somebody, Absolutely. right? So they're working all day, got a family, then going out at night driving. Yeah, how do you stay up all night? I don't know. Not easy, and especially you get on the highways where you're just zoning out. Yes, the highway zone. Yep, not good. No, not at all. Hmm. Yeah, here's something else I've been thinking a lot about, Jerry. You know, I follow on Instagram a lot of uh, like food people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it depends. There's so many different categories. You might follow people who are exercise people, right? Mm-hmm. You sure. might follow. I happen to follow food people. You know about the, like what food's good for you, but. The problem is now so many of these influencers or people that have had that have good channels yeah. that I really enjoy and this started just prior to Christmas but it's continuing. They all have they're all doing the same commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to be to tell me what is the right thing to eat and drink and here's why while you're also getting paid by companies. Sure. It's a weird, and I saw it yesterday. There's a guy, a younger guy, who's like a, like a Flav City Bobby approves guy, but he's a younger guy. But he is essentially he's got the same sponsors. He's got the same shtick. So he did a thing yesterday on why, like, is Brita water filter really helping? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm for that. But then afterwards, he goes, "I use AquaTrue water filter." <laughs> okay, so. It was clearly an ad. Right. So I looked. He had like 200-something comments on it already. And a ton of it was people going, like, what are are you trying to tell us the right thing to do or are you selling us a product? Like, there's, It's a line gets blurred. Right, sure. And it is, yeah, because part of the thing, like, he was pitching in the Aqua True, like, use this, reverse osmosis, but it's in a plastic pitcher. Right. When he's probably telling you plastic's no good. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's a tough balance because they're probably spending a lot of time trying to create this content to make it a job. To do that, you need to make money. Right. So what do you do? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I wonder if they ever say no to something. I guess it'd have to be so blatantly bad. Right. I'm sure if M&Ms came to them, they'd have to say no. Right. Although... (laughs) M&M's wants to throw seven figures at them. Exactly. I would do this. I'd be like, uh, I normally eat right. But once a week, a bag of M&M's? <laughs> when I like a treat. <laughs> yeah. I only do it once a week. But when I do, it's peanut M&M's. It's t- Money's tough, man. Yeah. I had this thought yesterday. Maybe you did too. I don't know. I know you watched a lot of football this week. I did. I got to find out what it is. I was blown away by this because a lot of people, I'm, I'm not to get too deep or anything, but a lot of people will tell you, especially country music artists, I feel like, will tell you God, family, and then whatever. Trucks. And they but they put like they always put God first. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're gonna put something you hope is real in front of your daughter or your son? I mean, come on. And yesterday I'm watching all the football and it's it's not the first I've seen this but it goes to show how the whole world and your whole life, meaning everybody, is nothing more than money. Did you see the commercial for He Gets Us? I did. Running during the NFL playoffs? Yep. On network television? I did. So the message is about 
Jesus Christ. Correct. They're spending millions of dollars to do what exactly? Spread the word or make millions more? It's a great question. It's an LLC. Yeah, it wasn't he gets us dot org. I don't well, maybe it was, but it's still right, paid still for pay. by he gets us LLC. Yeah. Like what? So it's interesting. So I saw that commercial and I took note of it because we don't have a lot. I, I have right now one guest booked for for uh, the Super Bowl. Right. Because we have. We're up early. We're there super early. Right. And and somebody asked, hey, would you be interested in having Steve Largent on? Okay. I love 1980s football. Steve Largent, a sure. uh, wide receiver, Hall of Famer, a guy we've never had on in 16 years. So I always look for something a little different. So I have him booked, and I, uh, a couple days later, I was like, let me ask what he's promoting because I don't want it to be a direct competitor of a big sponsor of ours. Right. And she goes, oh, he's promoting hashtag he gets us. Okay. So I took note of that. Yeah, I talked to G about it. Like, what do you think? And But then seeing the commercials yeah. on, so they're an NFL sponsor. Yeah. Or they're sponsoring in the game. Millions games. of dollars. And I didn't think of it that way. Like, where's the money coming from? Well, I mean, how can you not think of it that way? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. It's just such a, so you're talking about blurred lines. Yeah. The balance. Blurred lines. I, I mean, I know you got to, I know you have to spend money to make money. I, I totally understand that. But I don't know. This came across weird to me. Yeah, it could be a organization that has very rich uh, believers that want to help spread the word. So maybe they're footing the bill. Who knows? Very possible. I'm just saying, like, even we've always known that the Catholic Church, while or any church for that matter, while trying to, you know, spread great messages, I'm not I would never deny that. They're still in the business of making money. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And when I saw this commercial, I'm like, holy, are they going to have Super Bowl commercials? I, You know what? They might. If they have people out, former players, they promoting might. it, I bet they do. They might. So you're going to tell me they're going to spend $35 million on a 30-second commercial? What is that going to net them then? Right. But I'm saying know. it's just, it's, it is, for me, it's mixed messaging. Yeah. It was, I don't know, I was taken aback by it, like, wow, this has got to be an expensive commercial. Right. <laughs> Holy crap. Interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. The whole Your whole life is about money. You can't do anything without it. You cannot. And everyone's always trying to make more. And the people with a lot of money will say, oh, money does not bring happiness. Yeah, but it helps. No, it helps a lot, for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. There's a great country song where the the ver, the ver, the chorus or something is like, money doesn't buy happiness, but could buy a boat. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek song, but it's true. It's like Listen, money can't buy happiness, but money can buy a boat, and a boat makes me pretty happy. <laughs> if, if you're a bad guy or yeah. a bad woman, money is it really isn't good. I mean, you'll have more money, you can do more things. At the end of the day, you're going to be probably miserable and angry it is what it is but it can i mean you look at someone that's struggling with two kids to pay their rent i'm not saying make them rich but if they made enough money to where they didn't have to think about paying their rent they have to be because they wouldn't constantly be stressed out about being able to put clothes on their kids back or getting the proper meals or sending them to school you know i it helps but do you think if you 
if money isn't a problem, then something else will become a problem. Like you'll create something else in your brain that now is a problem. Well, I think life happens. Yeah. And circumstances happen. And I think relationships happen and fall apart. And it's still, but when you're talking about just idle time and being, having the ability to do things and provide that has to make you feel more empowered as the provider of the house. I would think. No. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Like I have, I can tell you right now, I have the greatest life in the world. I, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. But if I got fired tomorrow and I didn't have the money coming in, what, I'm going to sit there and, and smile and and just sing show tunes? you be stressed out like for sure. crazy. That doesn't make you happy. Right. I'm not saying rich. That's the two different things. I don't think the being rich and being comfortable, that that's a, that's different. That's different to me. Yeah, I do think there's a uh, you hit a point where you have a lot of money, and getting more money doesn't make you happier and happier. Right, but for sure. There becomes a point where you don't have to worry about money. That's nice. Correct. It takes one thing off the plate that you don't have to worry about. Yeah, and it does help. I don't care what you tell me. But it seeing helps. like the the athletes go from like thirty million to thirty five million, and they're that's really an fighting ego trip. for that. Yeah, that's, that's an ego trip. That's all it is because there's no way your life changes based upon making thirty million a year or thirty four million a year. It doesn't matter at that point, right? It just doesn't. That's all. You know, whose schwang is bigger than the next guy's? Would you not agree? I would agree to that. Right. Whose schwang is it? Exactly. Whose schwang is bigger? Right. I don't know. Uh, and the other thing I want to talk to you about, we touched briefly on the warm-up program, is the Sweeney Murdy leaving the radio station. Yeah, this one got me a little bit. 30 years, we got an email. It said Sweeney was uh, leaving, and then he put out a uh, a tweet yeah. where he said that. And I looked at the tweet now has 3 million views. That's amazing. You think he's shocked by that? Yes. Me too. I do. I think he's very shocked by that. I think he's probably shocked by the amount of people that wrote to him, the people that reached. I reached out immediately. Um, just because I've known Sweeney since 1997. Yeah. Um, and if not for Sweeney taking over for Susan, I don't know where my career goes because I took over for him. He was doing updates? He was doing overnight updates. I was the weekend overnight anchor. And then, and you said take over for Susan. What was she doing? She was the Yankee Beat reporter for the radio station. Oh, okay. And so when she, before she went on with John... She did the sideline job on Yes. She was the first sideline reporter on Yes for the Yankees. Like the job Kim Jones Correct. and Meredith uh, Kim took now? over for Susan. Really? Mm-hmm. So Susan left as the beat reporter for us to go to Yes. When that happened, they gave Sweeney the job, and Sweeney left the overnight anchor post, and I got that full-time anchor spot. Yeah, that's the chain reaction right there. Yeah. But I've known him. He came to my wedding. He was Sweeney, is, I've known him for so long. And that one, I was like, Wow. Like, that's like 30 years here and gone, and I'm not that far behind, as you know. It freaks me out because, as I always tell you, I'm waiting for the day I come in, and they're like, we need to see you. It was weird because Sweeney had one of those jobs at the radio station where once he became the Yankee beat reporter, and I started here in the mornings, I never saw him. Correct. He wasn't at the radio station. Right, his office was Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and I wasn't at Yankee Stadium. But it's really weird. Last week, and this had to be when when I was leaving – he was coming in. Yeah. I said, hey, Sweeney. I had not seen him in forever, physically face-to-face. Yeah, me face. neither. I know. And that's what he must have been coming up to talk to them I about. I guess so. I had a nice conversation with him before I left. I couldn't talk to him any longer because my meter was up. 
but yeah, I saw him too, and I imagine that's when everything happened. So that job changed over the years, right? So 100%. when when he first got that job, he was uh, traveling to all the games, right? That was a- yeah. When he first got that job, he would go to he would go to Tampa for six weeks. Once February fifteenth hit, he had to be there for when pitchers and catchers reported, and he would stay there in a condo for six weeks. Then as soon as that was over, he would follow the team wherever they were going. And if he didn't work 162 games, he probably did 150 of them. I'm sure he got some days off, of course. Right. But worked most of them, every road trip, every game. Yes was just starting. And that was kind of the beginning of locker rooms on TV, where you would get all that locker room sound and the reporters with Susan or Kim or Meredith now. And he was our guy, and he would send in the tape. So, again, it's funny how things have changed. So the games would end. And if I was anchoring till midnight, or I was starting at midnight, let's say the Yankee game ended at 10.30 or 10.15, I'd be like, all right, 10.15, all right, wanna, see, an hour would be 11.15, all right, maybe I'll have maybe I'll have some sound from one of the players for my midnight update, depending upon as soon as he could record it, cut it, and send it to us. And then we had to get it onto a cart. So How was he sending to it to you back then? Back then, usually over the phone. Remember the Morantz recorders? Yeah. You would play the clips. You would fast forward. <laughs> I did it too. I mean, I did it with the Nets. That's you so You would fast old. forward to the, here, here comes clip one. This is, uh, you know, this is Jason Kidd in three, two, one. And then you would play it and then you'd fast forward to the next one. Use that counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. little number counter. And you would send in at least five or six clips. And that's how we got through the night was with five or six, seven clips. And that was his job. And he would also send 30 second reports. And that's what he did. And then as the years went on, we started using yes more and more for the immediacy. And it was clean. The, the feed was clean recording off TV. Plus his mic flag was there. So not like we weren't paying for it. And then the business just changed. And he wasn't doing all road trips because it got so expensive. Then it became only driving road trips. Yeah. Then it became you're doing pre and post. So unfortunately for him, I, he either got tired of it. I don't know exactly what happened, but. The job's different. Yeah. It's not the same job anymore. Yeah, it is interesting now. You're right. Like, you you get sound now immediately on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that said, too. Like crystal clear. Yeah, like, it sure. just, it's like that now. Like, yeah. you don't need your own people no. at, at places anymore. Think about this. When I first started here, we had a Nick reporter, a Nets reporter. Now, they didn't travel much. The Nets, no Nets reporter ever traveled, but the Knicks, we did. We had people covering the Knicks all over the country. We had hockey reporters. <laughs> For real. Like, we would have, like, Mike Mancuso was at every Nick and Ranger home game. And then we would pay people on the road to send yeah. tape in. I did every Nets game for three years, every Net home game for three years. And I did uh, road trips to Boston and Philly. One time Washington. Like, those days are long gone. Yeah. Think about that. It's crazy. Yeah, Ed I did them with the Mets. I never went on the road when I was in Tampa, right. but I would do the Lightning, mm-hmm. the Bucks, and then the Rays didn't come till like one of my last couple of years. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, it was cool. You go get the sound. Yeah, go back to the station. Al, we don't have a Jets reporter anymore. Yeah, and really, we don't have a Giants reporter. Paul Dettino works for the Giants. I think when he does something, we probably give him something, but. He's not a Giants beat reporter for us. And then the guy who works, uh, Brian Costello. He works for the works New York for Post. The New York Post, right? But gets is does something with us as with as a Jets reporter. Yeah, but I don't think anybody puts him on anymore. Yeah, like those used to be. When you think about the radio station and the need for information, you would get it the quickest on the radio, and putting a reporter on 
who was just at practice, there was value in that. And by the way, I still think there is to a certain extent, not every week like it used to be. But that used to be the way we would learn before the papers came out the next day. Yeah. So it would be like, hey, put Paul Schwartz on. He was at Giants camp today. And then Paul would come on and really discuss everything that happened. And then you'd read about it the next day in the paper as opposed to just waiting for it in the paper. But those days are just long, long gone. And you're right. Uh, one of the articles, I read a couple articles about him, about Sweeney, mm-hmm. once this news came out. And one of the things I didn't really think of is like, yeah, we like I don't hear him on the radio station. Yeah, that was much. a big part of it. Yeah, Mike and Chris used to Every put him on all, all Daily. the time. Daily. Daily. I mean, all even right, when Sweeney, Gio, what do you got today? Yeah, even when Gio does an impression of either Mike or Dog, it's like, get Sweeney up. Yeah. Like, that was just a, a part of the... Sweeney was a staple. Ed yeah. was a staple. Um, Saturday mornings with Richard Neer for 25, 30 years. A staple at 9.30. Just the way it was. Yeah. Not anymore, but yeah. it was. Uh, and he would also go on with Joe and Evan all the time. He would come on at night, you know. And then that slowly... That probably started... Mike still put him on all the time. And Joe and Evan put him on, but Craig does a different show, as you know. Right. So we were never putting him on in the morning. Well, Craig also didn't want to do what the other shows were doing. Fair too. Right. Like how Sweeney's a, right. a Mike and Chris guy. We'll do our. Own, we'll find our own. Fair way. enough. Fair enough. But yeah, that was. Uh, they they've all left. Yeah, they've all left the building. Yeah, it was weird. The turnover continues. Yeah, I know. He seemed like a. I didn't know him much at all, but. You don't get three million views. No. Sweeney's and is, people, everyone had nice things. Just a great human being. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Sweeney mad once. Do you remember what it was about? Yeah, well, I screwed up his tape. <laughs> like, Are you know, a punk kid? And even with him being mad, it wasn't like he didn't go off or anything. It was he was more mad. I didn't call him, and I tried to fix it myself. And I, it was his rap. I put the wrong clip in, and I wasn't sure and. He was not happy, but I think, like I said, he was more unhappy that I didn't call him to clarify what yeah. I was supposed to do, and the thing didn't make sense, and Spitz was mad, and ay ay ay. Now, he'll, I think, if he wants to, I'm sure he could, he'll find some other work in the baseball world. I mean, the guy's I been would, around forever. I would certainly think so. I mean, right? he works at SNY. He works for MLB Network. Um, I Maybe he could expand his roles there. I Why don't didn't he know. work for Yes? That didn't make sense. Like, like I've seen him on SNY. I don't know. Like, maybe I, they, they didn't need him, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, SNY seems to be a pretty steady gig for him. Yeah. Maybe Yes could have offered him once in a while or fill in stuff to get started. You're going to give up a steady, I don't know. What about this, Jerry? Podcast. He could, he, well, he did a podcast with McPherson. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah, as you really listen to it, huh? <laughs> I, I, did I, not I only listened one. to it once, one time. But, yeah, no, they do a podcast. Well, they did. I don't know if he's still doing it with them. Yeah, Yankee. Yep, 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 yep. Hmm. How about that? How about that? I wish him the best. Yeah. That one, But that one bothered me, though. Like, everyone's leaving. Yeah. Well, it's 30. I mean, and that's the other thing. You I know. look at, like, 30 years. Holy cow. Well, that's what's also great about this place. When you look around, you, Eddie, mm-hmm. I mean, I... I've been here 16 years, and I don't feel like I have any. I don't feel like I, I'm like one of the long time. You got Dove in the other yeah. room, right? You would think if you're you're at a place for 16 years in radio, you're up the seniority pole. I'd be like the number one guy. Right. I'm not, not even on the show. I got two ahead of me. I know, and I'm even with Boomer. I know, <laughs> and even Boomer goes back before you because right. he did do things on this station. He did, right? That is even Giannotti. Right. 
You're actually last. I think I might be right. right. I'm last on the show. That actually right. is Gio hilarious. Was the yeah. Midday producer when yes. I got here. Oh, yeah. Now, he did leave. Right. But, I mean, if you add up the years. Yes. I mean, and I guess technically CBS Sports Radio isn't fan. Right. But he's been around here longer than you. But you do have more seniority on him at the radio at station. The, at the company. Yeah, you've Even been. Even though the company's changed hands correct. a number of times. If you're going to add up company years, because yeah. that's what you would have to do for him. You've right. got him by a lot. Yes. But it is. It's funny. Yeah. But, th- but those, us dying off there's not many of us left now so sweeney did pre and post yankees that's what he was doing last season yeah. i wonder who will take know. over doing that it's a great question yeah don't know i have an interview with spike in a minute <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> tell you it'll be a good job CeeLo. he filled in from number one huge yankee fan huge number two filled in for sweeney several times this year Outstanding. Doing pre and post? Very good. Wow. Very smooth. Yeah. Knows the game inside out. Knows the team inside out. Inside out. That would be such an easy transition. Be a good job for him, too, I think. Hmm. Just a thought. So you're going to have that job open. You have uh, the... I was reading on the New York Radio message board, Jerry, that the... That That's the, still a thing? That is. It's, is it really? It's not It's not a lot going on It used on to there. be the only thing. Yeah. But they're talking about that the the Wayne Randazzo job yeah. that that could be announced this week. Good, I know they had tons of people. Yeah, trying out for it. So that'd be some news we get as well. Yeah, for sure. I hope it's someone that we're interested in. Me too. We shall see. Hmm. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show if you're interested in that. We'll see. I'm not because we what? talked about the Cowboys. It's enough. All right, they lost. Yeah. Let's uh, do that, and then uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for the warm up show at five a.m. So. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Yeah, Mike today. Alright, 5.02, I gotta be honest, this is one of those days I wish I was somewhere in middle America with Rutgers, but here I am. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? Across from me, his name is Al George Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. What a weekend of football there was yeah. to unpack yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think we start, I know, listen, we are a Giants station, the Giant game was over Saturday night. I think we start uh, recency bias here, Jerry. We start to Cowboys Niners since that was the game that was Agreed. on last night. Yeah. Uh, people uh, may have fallen asleep. Uh, people maybe not. But anyway, Jerry, uh, your Cowboys lost. Yeah. My Cowboys as well. I'm a Cowboy fan. Well, your Niners at least advanced. <laughs> Luckily, I had one team advanced, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where uh, they were kicking field goals. Niners are better. Niners are better. The Niners are better. This is what I took from the weekend. Yeah. The Eagles, clearly better than the Giants, which is why I took them Friday. I mean, I thought if Jalen Hurts was Jalen Hurts, the Giants had no chance because they were a dominant team before he got hurt. And the Niners have now won 12 straight games. And this is what I took from watching the game yesterday. And then, by the way, the Niners kicked a lot of field goals, too. I mean, the Cowboys did a good job after the two Dak interceptions of limiting them to field goals. Although I was praying at first, it looked like after that brutal interception to Fred Warner, where the Cowboys were at least going to take the lead, you thought, into halftime. It looked like the Niners were happy to be tied, and they're letting the clock. I'm like, good, great, go to go to halftime tied, because if he makes a couple of throws with Gould, they're going to take the lead. And then, of course, they realize, what are we doing? Let's. This is what I don't understand about the NFL and never have, and I think we've talked about this. How one team looks like they've got seven guys on defense, and guys are running free. And the other team looks like they're playing 11 on 17. Yeah. I mean, you tell me, Dak's interceptions, unacceptable. I agree. I'm not, no excuses. But where were the open receivers? They looked like the Niners had three guys on. It was unbelievable. It seemed to me like C.D. Lamb was the only guy God. catching balls. Right. Where was Michael Gallup yesterday? T.Y. Hilton makes a catch in the first quarter. Did he leave after that? Yeah, I actually wanted to. I, I forgot to check. I wanted to see how many catches C.D. Lamb had because it seemed like. He had, I wrote it down. I think he had Seven or and he had 112 yards received. I think he had like nine or ten. I think it was ten catches on 13 targets. I think I watched. The, I watched the first half live. Went to bed. Came in this morning. Watched the second half, and he seemed like the only receiver in the second oh, half. Every was play on, was like. Well, CD Noah Lamb, Brown CD got CD hurt, Lamb. which well, not that he's a big target, but he's been a pretty good third down type of guy when you don't expect it. He got hurt. Gallup was invisible. Now, in fairness to Michael Gallup, there was one play in the fourth quarter where Dak just flat out missed him. He beats the cornerback off the line, takes the in route, and instead of Dak leading him down the middle of the field, he throws it a little bit to his left. He had a turn, couldn't redirect. So in that case, uh, that was on Dak. But, I mean, non-existent for the most part. Even um, Dalton Schultz was okay, but eh, he screws up late. So here we go. You want to know the ball? I'll give you the, the catches to your point. The catches in the game, I think I had it was 10 for one, not one, not one twelve, 10 for 117. So 10 catches for CeeDee Lamb on 13 targets. Dalton Schultz, five catches on 10. And then T.Y. Hilton had one ball thrown to him. Michael Gallup had three balls thrown to him, no catches. They did not put up a lot of offense, Jerry. Just 282 yards uh, total for the Cowboys running, passing. Oh, it was, br- it, was, it was terrible. It yeah. was terrible. You felt like they couldn't do anything aside from one drive. But they couldn't move the ball. What did you make of this, Jerry? Cowboys punting fourth and ten 
with two minutes had to play. To. Oh, you had to. You that had was to. a no doubt about it. Yeah, they, because they were on the 15-yard line. They couldn't move the ball two inches. Dak almost got killed on third down, and you had three timeouts in the two-minute warning. You had to. The problem was the defense didn't get the stop that they needed to. If you would right. have gotten the three and out, they would have gotten the ball back with 145 and better field position than they gave it up. The problem is they allowed the Niners to get a big first down. I, the fact that they even got the ball back was only because Mitchell runs out of bounds. Otherwise, the right. Niners run out the clock. But, yeah, you had to, I, that to me. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, you go for this? I'm like, you can't. They couldn't move the ball a yard. So, I, yeah. Oh, was I was happy to see Brett Maher. Maher. Kick a couple field goals. <laughs> and you watched the game. I know you I did. I know. I get it's panicked when Maher. I start to talk. Brett Maher. Brett Maher. Well, he also missed an extra point. And yes. don't tell me it was a block. That thing he shanked left. Well, that's what. Uh, God. Oh, my God. And that hurts. Greg Olson said, he goes, that was being shanked completely left yes. anyway. I mean, he got he lucky basically, he got blocked because then he could be like, oh, Scotty. Except the fact that it barely got off the ground. It almost hit the defensive lineman in the face. Yeah. I know on the hand, but he was missing that. But he makes the field goals, which is when I thought there were, there was one opportunity. They had the ball and they wound up, I think it was on the, it was on the Warner interception drive at the end of the second quarter. They had a fourth and... I think it was like fourth and five. It's where Dak scrambles for the first down from the 30. I think it was from the 35-yard line. All season long, the Cowboys kicked that field goal from 53 yards. The guy's been money all season long, especially from fit. But that's where he changed the game yesterday. He, uh, ay, ay, ay. Now, a couple other things there, Jerry. A couple. First of all, Jerry Jones said. I feel uh, bad for Jerry Jones. No, uh, Nothing changes about Mike McCarthy's. Future. I'm glad to know you got his name right. After the, which one? Both Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones? Yes. nailed both of those. Yeah, what would you like to hear first? You want to hear him talk about that? Because in that same clip, he actually, um, no, maybe it wasn't the same clip. Good morning. It was not that same clip. That was, that was when he was asked about McCarthy. You want to hear him say, um, apologize to everybody? Jerry Jones apologizing? And in this clip, when I tell you he looks like he's about to cry. I would like to hear this. His eyes are red. I feel bad for him. Because he owes me an apology. You know, you nothing. Hmm. We've got um, uh, a locker room full of sick players and coaches to go along with some literally hundreds of thousands of Cowboy fans that are old that are sick. Jerry, obviously, I'm you sorry. mentioned it. Hmm. Yeah, he is sorry. I appreciate that. Apology accepted, Jerry I hope Jones. he makes it through the offseason. What do you mean? Before the season began, he was talking about how his days were numbered. These days can't be numbered, Jerry. Uh, I'm just telling you. I would have to go back and find it. But he was very emotional before the season began. What? Basically talking about how he doesn't have many seasons left. No, that he doesn't. You remember that. But you remember him saying that? We played that clip. I'd have to go back and find it. Seems like a young man still. He's virile. He's always chasing the ladies in Dallas still. He's got to be 82, would you say? Yeah. Right? I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, he bought the team. How Just Google ago? it. 30-something years ago? I am Googling it. You've... Ben, did you see this? There's no video of it yet. I haven't seen the video. He's 80. He's 80? Yeah. Uh, there, I didn't have not seen video. By the way, my mother just turned 80. I couldn't imagine her owning the Cowboys, though. That would be cool. That would down be, to me. That would be awesome. Um, Mike McCarthy shoved the cameraman. Oh, that happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I mean, Bill Parcells used to do that. Belichick really? has done that. Yeah, it could be because... Especially when you lose. It's like I, 
Guys right in front of you. Get the hell out of here. I saw a still photo of it. Yes. They have a very clear still photo. I'm sure there's video somewhere that will surface. Oh, it'll surface. They have video of Cowboy fans killing each other at AT AT&T Stadium at the watch party after the game. I'm sure they'll find They got cameras on, on wires. I'm sure there's a video shot of Mike McCarthy shoving a cameraman somewhere. Yeah, that viewing party at AT&T Stadium didn't go well. No. Cowboys fans got angry. After a lot of stressed out people. <laughs> right, so they're fighting each other. Uh, Cowboy Niner game, the best game of the weekend, though, yes? As far as... No, I would say probably Jacksonville, Kansas City was. What? I, didn't, I thought the game... I, I didn't think it was a great game. It was a lot of defense, which was good, but I thought it was... I, Actually, it was a bad game. I, it was not very exciting. End of the day, it's still the Jaguars, though, Jerry. I don't know. I can't claim that. I agree. But you had Mahomes hobbling around on yeah, one leg. That was cool. Making crazy throws. You had the interception and the fumble where the Jaguars still had a chance. You got Kelsey making plays. It was cold. I, I actually thought that the first game was the best game of the week. By the way, weekend. I felt this way, too. So Patrick Mahomes gets injured. Early. It was yeah. like first quarter, right? Or second quarter. And Chad Henney comes right in, drives him 98 yards down the field. Then he comes hobbling back on? Yeah. That was, uh, uh, how would you say, Jerry, um, uh, selfish. <laughs> I found it selfish. Because he came guess. back playing. There was no, Chad Henney, they I were suppose. winning that game with Chad Henney yesterday, uh, Saturday. I mean, he was 5 of 7 for like 25 yards. And Isaiah Pacheco was the reason yeah. why he scored. He ran for 35 yards on that one play. Well, we only got to see the one drive, but he was so smooth. By the way, I, I thought of that too yesterday, or Saturday, watching that. When you do have a real veteran backup, mm-hmm. and your first string quarterback is really good, and a guy can come in in that situation and look so yeah. smooth and not nervous. Very comforting. Oh, my gosh. Like if Cooper Rush would have had to have come in yesterday, yeah. having played really well the first five games of the season, or second five after the first game. You would have felt very comfortable he would go in there and do the job. Right. And because I, I was thinking of that situation, right? Your Chad Henney, you haven't played all year, really. Yeah. But a couple of mop up duty thingies. And the atmosphere, you're you're in the playoffs and now Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. And just go out there and just win, baby. Yeah. You can say that, but at the same time, you look at look at the Niners. Look at what they've done. I mean, they had a rookie backup who was the last pick in the draft. Yeah. And he's done nothing. But I think he's eight. I think he's eight and zero as a starter. Nine and zero in games now. I mean, you got to be kidding me. And he doesn't. You know, I don't know. He doesn't make any mistakes. He's calm, cool, collected. I mean, you would think he's the fifteen-year veteran. Yeah, I was very impressed by him yesterday. Really was. But some, even but, when he gets hit, he doesn't lose the ball. Yeah. And he got hit a few times yesterday. Never lost the ball. And oh. and even when he's scrambling, looking way down the yeah. field. Like, I can't, aside from, you know, I'll tell you. What is that? You've got notes, Jerry? I have notes because this was where the game was different. Turning point? Yes, 100%. For which game is this now, turning point? The Cowboy-Niner game. Okay. And I'm sure you didn't see the second half live, so I'm sure I would think this had to have been on the highlight package that Try you watched. Me, Jerry. The McCaffrey scoring drive. Mm-hmm. You had the two holding penalties on the Cowboys. No, we don't get those in the highlight package. They didn't package. show you that? Not the holding penalties. Nope. Oh, that's see, that's brutal yeah. because they had a holding penalty on Jonathan Hankins, but more than that, and I'm not saying it wasn't legit. It was. More than that, it looked like the Cowboys had stopped the Niners and they were going to kick a field goal, but there was a holding call in the secondary on Donovan Wilson. 
And it was legit. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it's still one of those things where you make the great play, and then all of a sudden, like two seconds later, flag comes up on the bottom. Like, come on. Whatever. After Even after that, he throws a pass that gets deflected. When I tell you it hit Trayvon Diggs right in the hands, and he dropped it. Dropped. That's the difference right there. Yeah. The Niners caught there, too, and Diggs missed his. That would have been Cowboys ball, tie game, going the other way, stopping what was a 10-play, 91-yard drive that took six minutes. That game changes on that play. Mm-hmm. Got to make those plays. The Niners did. Cowboys didn't. And the uh, big catch of the day yesterday, which is hit the high re- highlight reel, was uh, Kittle. Boop, boop, yeah, boop. Juggling aware. catch, bounced it off his face mask, caught it. Yeah, I'm aware. Did you see you who saw that? So you made the tackle? Who? This is mind-blowing. Neville Gallimore. Who's this? He's a defensive tackle. Oh. Who was running with Kittle. <laughs> he was covering him? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if he was covering him or, as it turned out, Kittle released. He followed him. So you got this 320-pound defensive tackle trying to chase George Kittle. Diggs, I guess, I think it was Diggs, goes in for the interception, misses it. If Gallimore wasn't there, Kittle gets up and probably runs for a touchdown. Yeah, that was a that. Here's the problem with George Kittle. I like him. Yeah, he's very likable. At the Super Bowl in Atlanta, he not only gave Matthew the time of day for a photo, he actually talked to him for mm-hmm. like two minutes. Yep. And could not have been a nicer guy. What city was that? I think that was Atlanta. It was the only one Matthew came to with us. Was Craig at that one or no? What year was that? I don't remember. No. I, I thought. No. Then it must have been. It was Yeah. Cause, uh, it was Geo still. Oh, okay. Because uh, Kittle, I just remembering Kittle it be, being great with your kid, and I thought he was with Craig's kids. Might as have had well. him a couple of times. Yeah, maybe I just it was. know in Atlanta, phenomenal. Yeah, hey, two guys, Kittle and Saquon Barkley, were very nice. Could not have been nicer for the children, Jerry. Yeah, no, they were great. So I, good for him. Good for Purdy. Purdy and the Niners. I tell you what, you've got two games this weekend. I know, and, and I know, I've I've had this argument with Sal in the past too. You know, we're and he and others are like, this is the best weekend of football, the divisional round. I've always said to me, it's the championship Sunday. I, to me, there's nothing better because everything's on the line. Winners in the you're that close, you lose, you go home. Um, Bengals, Chiefs, and in can none of this nonsensical yes. dome stuff somewhere Thank else in the you. country. We're going to Kansas City, Bengals, Chiefs, and you've got the Niners and that defense and the rookie traveling to Philly against a team that looks like. They are oof, hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. It's a pretty good Sunday coming up. It is a pretty good Sunday. And I'll be flying home from Iowa and miss most of it. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that watching the uh, Bengal-Bills game and just the beauty, the visual, the atmosphere, the snow, the wind. Everything. Everything. And to think that if the Bills advanced, they were going to some dome. Yeah. I was like, get Lost. Yeah. Well, how, you know, what? let's hold this for next because we got to get to the Giants. We'll get to that game. Yes. And how about this conversation that they're contemplating no. title games? No. In different cities. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> no, I'll accept get that. lost is right. I'll accept that if those title games are in snow cities, <laughs> not domes or beautiful cities. All right. Quick break. Five seventeen. We are just getting started. So much to do, and then Boomer and Geo at six on this Football Monday on the Fan. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, 524, I do have good news for Eddie and Al. Just in case you were wondering, after today there's only nine work days left with the Holland Tunnel being closed inbound. Is that right, Jerry? Correct. Well, and any of you who, for us, because yes. then we're away that we got this week and next week. Then we're Arizona bound for a week. We come back open. Right. So if you're one of those people that's, that's listening to the warm up show in your car and you got to go all around the world to get into New York City. Soon you won't. Soon you will not be. Yeah, yeah and it's just two weeks left. I mean, we won't enjoy the first week. That's all right. We'll enjoy the, the palm trees and the sunshine of Arizona. That's fine. When mm-hmm. we come back, they'll have all the kinks worked out. It'll be reopened and away we go. I don't think there are palm trees in Arizona. Cacti. There's palm trees in Arizona. There are? Sure, there are. Absolutely. I thought that was it's just only one of the hottest thing. places in the country. I thought that was like a Florida thing. I thought you needed the humidity no, there's, also. There's palm trees in South Carolina. Sure. Yeah. I used to like when we would uh, go to Florida with the family vacation when we were kids, they'd sell palm trees, like the little baby palm trees. Oh, yeah, sure. Did you ever bring any home and yeah, plant them in the backyard? We did bring one. We had one in our house because... you can. They can survive in the house. Yeah. they. I don't think they could survive our winters, but they once survived in the house. Yeah. It was 18 feet tall, Jerry, right in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you decorated that for Christmas every year. Uh-huh, we put it right <laughs> The Christmas <up> palm tree. <laughs> you want to talk New York Giants, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when we were here on Friday, I said to you, Jerry, I don't know if you'll recall this, I said, Jerry, what would the score need to be the Eagles leading by where you thought it was yeah. insurmountable? Yep. And I believe you told me three scores. I said 21 nothing. 21 nothing, And it got to a 28 nothing. Yeah, at halftime. <laughs> so... I did think of that when but it that, was... And that was another one where you're watching that game and you felt like... I know Daniel Jones threw the bad interception early. That's fine. But I, I don't know. It, it felt like every ball he threw had to be so perfect because it, the same way I felt like the Niners knew the Cowboys' game plan where they were jumping routes and they were all over. The, same thing with them. Not only that, he got his ass kicked on Saturday night physically. Yeah, and they had no run game, and the Eagles were just 
primed and ready to go, and they look like the team that we saw September, October, and parts of November. I pulled a uh, statistic out of uh, my butt. No, out of uh, an ESPN article, Jerry. Okay. It said he was pressured, Daniel Jones, 64% of his dropbacks in the first half. Yeah, that sounds about right. When they were losing, when they You were, felt were like down. they had no chance to get the, aside from the first drive. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was Joe Davis. It was it Moose Johnson. Moose, yeah, it was yeah, Joe Davis. The first drive, they make a couple of plays. It was like two plays where they get to around midfield. Oh, this is just like last week oh. where the Vikings go down and score, and here come the Giants. Can you let them score first before you say that? And then it was that was it. That was it. Like, they could not move the ball. Yeah. It and was it was a tough watch. It was a very tough watch, and I was all pumped up. It was a Saturday night, Jerry. I had one beer. I mean, I Were was drunk feeling it. <laughs> I actually had one of those beers that uh, – that the uh, the the lacrosse team in Long Island did with the brewery out there for Boomer's Charity. Oh, and those have higher content. Yeah, it was higher alcohol content. And probably 16 ounces and not 12. Yes, right. yes, all those things. I was feeling So you good. were hammered. I was... <laughs> <laughs> you and your 105-pound frame. Yeah. A 7% alcohol beer, 16 ounces. Oh, it was tasty. Probably hung over on Sunday. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And then to see that garbage we had to watch that was It was a bad game. It was a, The Eagles were... You know who I cannot stand? Who? And this is tough because he's not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. This is Nick Sirianni. Yeah. I mean, this guy. I've had it with Nick Sirianni, oh, too, Jerry. God. He's perfect for the Eagles, though. Works out. He's the city. You know what I'm saying? He is the city. What is this, oh, Booms? Thank you. I don't, I don't know. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. My goodness. Thank you. I don't know wow. what I'm thanking you for, but thank you. Damn. Right. Thank you. Damn. Holy Jesus. Gonna get pissed. Wow! How about that? Talk about unexpected. Holy crap! Hope Gio's got a similar thing when he comes. <laughs> Gonna get pissed. <laughs> I don't think Gio has an LLC. <laughs> I do. I ain't giving you anything though. <laughs> <laughs> Good, morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Gonna get pissed. Oh, that boy, Nick Sirianni? What a lovely man. <laughs> no, you're right. Nick Sirianni is a loser. Sick of that guy. <laughs> he's not a no. He's not a loser. He's a very good he's football coach, but he's got this. I don't know. Like he's the 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 faces he's making into the cameras. Although I did like when he was yelling to the referee. I know what the bleep I'm doing, and that I'm got doing. caught on television, yeah. which was tremendous. Yes, that was pretty. My wife's like, did he just? I'm like, oh yes, he did. Like that's where the parabolic mics. Eh, that's a little unfortunate. And uh, uh, the other day when you were not here, you were out one of the days, CeeLo told us to uh, whatever we were going to do with a pick for the Giants or in that game, you you definitely got to put in a Boston Scott scoring a TD at some point. I think it was like 400 to one or something like that. He scored. Yeah. And was it the fourth quarter or the third? He scored their their last touchdown. Yeah. Did you see the better who had the, a $10 bet was going to get him $200,000. And it was to be the first score of each game. And he had, really? tra- was it Kelsey? I think it was Kelsey in the Chief game. The Giant game was Dallas Goddard. He went all tight ends. The Bills-Bengals game was the Bengals. Dawson Knox. Yeah. And then Dalton Schultz. He got the first two. So I forget which casino online place he placed the bet. They put halfway home. Can he get there? And he got Schultz, but he didn't get, he didn't get Knox. Ten bucks for was like two hundred k. I did feel like the tight ends are really in the mix in these the games. The tight ends are very much in the mix. Yeah, in all these games, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, what'd yeah. you make of? I know uh, I asked you about uh, McCarthy not going for it on on fourth down in the fourth quarter. 
Brian Dable doesn't go for it. Fourth and six, trailing by 21 Didn't in the underst- Did quarter. not understand. Yeah, it didn't make much sense, especially, and it was around midfield. It was about the 45-yard yeah. line. Does that sound right? Yeah, you weren't all the way backed up into your didn't own territory. Didn't make a whole lot of For a guy that, that takes very good calculated risks, that one didn't make much sense to me. Do you think this does anything for... Yeah, he'd probably get fired today. <laughs> Do you think this does anything, uh, that game, that uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants going forward? No. I don't either. But no, and it shouldn't. So- Number one, the Eagles are far and away a better team. And if you didn't if you didn't know that going in, you're an idiot, honestly. Yeah, you idiot. The only way, and I talked about this Friday, and even when I was talking to my son about it, uh, Sunday we were talking about the games, um, or Saturday, rather. I'm like, here's the deal. If Jalen Hurts is not 100% and the Giants get to him with that defensive front, they got a chance. But you could tell right off the bat he was 100%. One. Two, where was Dexter Lawrence? Where was Kayvon? Like, the Eagles' offensive line was phenomenal, and they got very little pressure on him. So when you add all that up, it was – the Giants were a wild card team. They had a great season. Take nothing away from them. It was, I think, a for year one. I, if I'm a Giant fan, I can't wait for September of 2023 to see a what the team looks like. B what what Brian Dable's got in store for next year for year two. And I think, unless you're going to go out and get who, right? The kid is. It's it's be year five. I don't think you got to pay him fifty million dollars a year. Clearly, you give him a good deal that he'll be happy with. And let's go. It's weird to me that they're still talking like, oh, could Aaron Rodgers go to San Fran? Could Tom Brady go to San Fran? Why? I don't know. You got this kid doing a great job. I, w- I would not screw around with it. Now, me you either. want to tell me Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? I got it. I understand that. Brady to the Jets? Okay, fine. Even Miami. I, to me, if I'm the Dolphins, I cannot go forward thinking two is my quarterback. I can't. And again, I've said I, if I was to his family, I would beg him not to play anymore. That makes sense to me. San Francisco, I would not screw around. Yeah, with this I feel kid like at they're all. set. Yeah, like, I agree. They should with you. be trading Trey Lance. Like, what has he done that would make you think you can't win with him? I don't know. He just wins, baby. He does, and he outplayed Dak Prescott yesterday. Who's your early Super Bowl uh, situation here, Jerry? Uh, well, I will stick with what I did. Was it for BetQL? I had to give my prediction. Um, maybe it was BetMGM. I don't remember. When but was one this? of them? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, which I picked. Two months ago. I think I picked the beginning of the season, actually. So I will take the Eagles to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Oh, you think the Bengals go on the road another game and win? Well, I don't know how the Chiefs are going to beat them with Patrick Mahomes having a high ankle sprain. True. And listening to several quote-unquote experts yesterday, um, meaning former NFL players. Yeah. The high ankle sprain, he was able to get through it with adrenaline and tape on Saturday. They said he'll be lucky to walk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And even if he plays, which I'm sure he will on Sunday, he, there's he's just not going to be the same guy. Right. And you're taking on a really good Bengals team. You know so funny? As soon as uh, Mahomes went down, went out, came back in, my my Twitter timeline, people writing to me, work the leg, work the leg. Jeff Jaguars, got to work the ankle. <laughs> yeah, I get it. There was one play over the weekend. It was... Oh, it was yesterday. It was Josh Allen where the defensive back, and I don't, I'm not saying he dove at his ankles or anything like that. And maybe he slid into him. But Allen, you could tell, got injured a little bit or at least was sore because he grabbed the ankle. And I actually thought you, I thought of you where he 
worked the foot a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he worked the foot a little bit. And I'm thinking, I thought those are the calls the plays were trying to get out of the game. He can't dive at the ankles. Give it a little twist. But I guess he kind of slid into him with the snow and everything. Yeah. So, I don't know. That it was, was unbelievable. Um, that was a that was an Al Duke special. That was a visually pleasing game oh yesterday. Oh, my gosh. And here's one other thing, all you forecasters. Enough of you. You told me two weeks ago you were going to play football in a blizzard, and there was no blizzard. You told me two weeks ago or last week that the Niners were going to play in a monsoon oh, and yeah, there was sunshine. Blood. Did you hear that we were going to play in no. snow yesterday? No. I turned the game on. I, I turned the uh, NFL today on. I see them going down to the field. I was like, what is this? Yep. And it got it got better as the game went oh, it was on. So great, I know. So, and I'm not listening to anybody anymore. And by the way, we've talked about this towards the end of the season. The Bills are not very good. They're just not. Bills are a good team. They're not a great team. They're not a great team. They're, they're a good team. They're not like everyone nope. was like Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl this year. They're not Super Bowl. Team. And I don't ever, I, honestly, I don't ever want to hear ever again that a team is going to win because this happened, as opposed to what actually happens on the field. What do you mean? I mean, sports gods. If the sports gods were a real thing, you're going to tell me that the Bills were not going to go in the Super Bowl for Demar Hamlin, right? And the guys there in the box. It would have been cool if we could have saw him, but because of the snow, <laughs> there he is. Oh my! I know Jim Nance is like, oh, there's Demar Hamlin. Where? Yeah. All I see is snow falling in a fogged up window. I'll take your word plus, for it, Jim. Plus he had a hood on, like you <laughs> couldn't see anything. <laughs> you couldn't see a thing. They kept going. I was like, which? At least tell me, is he wearing the red or the blue? Because there were two guys in the shot. <laughs> no idea. None. But the Bengals come down, run it down their throat the first two series. It's 14 nothing, And I'm thinking, if they stop the Bills here, this game's over. And they didn't. Yeah. But boy, the Bengals are good, man. The that Bengals was yeah, good. that was a good that was a great game to watch. I I love the snow. That's yeah. what, all I kept thinking of. Man, this will suck if one if we put these games in a neutral site. That's so stupid. Stupid. I agree. In a dome and controlled environment. I will say this, too, about the uh, the Bengals receivers. Do they have Gorilla Glue right. on their gloves? <laughs> it's snowing. It's moist. Yeah, no problem. It's 30 degrees. And they're making catches all over the place. Over their heads. Yeah. Yep. Like it's nothing. I know. They were unbelievable. Pretty and impressive. Joe Burrow's getting cocky. I like that. He is. When they talked about uh, the neutral site thing, and what he's saying, because you have to issue some refunds. Yeah, kind <laughs> of issue those refunds. Gotta get your money back. Who was the Bengal who was yelling during the week that they were disres- getting disrespected? I don't know. I forget who. I don't uh, remember. Mixon, Joe Mixon. Oh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. Well, he was the one too that was complaining about the rules, how they changed yes. the rules when you had rules in place already for something like this to have happened. And he was great. He ran. He's a tough runner. 105 yards yesterday and a touchdown. He was pretty good. All right, 5:37. We'll take a break. When we come back, there's so much more to do. Not enough time to do it. We'll do our best. Boomer and Geo at 6 on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's new. Blink-182 has a new song. I did not. Called Edging. Oh, yes. I did see that. Not a great beginning to the song. Yeah. The hook's pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I did uh, try to play it for bumper music to see if it would work as bumper music, yeah. and it didn't for whatever reason. Probably that, because the beginning was not a weird. great start. But okay. if you hang with it, the song's pretty good. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, I figured you'd like that. That's Thanks. actually a pornography term. Edging? It is. You have to explain that one to uh, me off the, the air, because yeah, I don't. I'll give it to you. I can I think of another one that ends in ing, but it's not that. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will examine to see if that's what the song's about. I'll check the lyrics, Jerry. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. How about that? I know. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a big Gunnar Esiason band. He loves Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. I think they're playing this summer too. I think I want to go see them. Uh, yes, they're going on uh, tour again. On I believe, tour. Jerry. The year of the concert. Let's hope for not another <laughs> pandemic. Your boy Tony Romo's taking a bit of a uh, social media beating, as they say. People uh, were. I've seen a lot of articles written. It is uh, are people finally sick of Tony Romo? And uh, he uh, was saying a lot of uh, obvious things yesterday, such as I could see the Cowboys beating the Niners, <laughs> and the Niners are very tough to play at home. Something like that. He was yeah. uh, just not doing well. I'll tell you, this Kevin Burkhardt, uh, Greg Olson team has grown on me. I like and G killed Olson last week. Yeah, I actually happen to like him. Yeah, I think I, he's getting better. I do too. And I, the more I watch him, the more I sit there and say, "You're going to bring Tom Brady in? Why? Right? He's not going to say anything interesting. No. I really don't think he is. I think he's going to be going and be Tom Brady, and then what? Right? Put him with somebody else so that you have another, you know, a t- yeah. a team that people would be interested in. I, I, yeah, I, I, I happen to like agree them. with you. The more I, it's to me, they're like a, he's like a song. The more I hear him, the more I get used to him. His voice now still doesn't sound like I'm not gonna hey, listen. Burkhart's got a great voice that cuts through, like Joe Davis, for instance. Joe Davis is a really good announcer. His voice doesn't cut through the crowd, Correct. though. Kevin's does. Yes. Olson's voice is a little weird. It's not Madden, you know, and it's not Aikman. But I don't know. I've gotten very used to it. And Kevin Burkhart now is sounding like the guy you hear when a big game's going. Hundred percent. There's no question. Well, because that's what he does now. Yeah, he's getting the big games. You have to get used to his voice with the big games because that's all he does. I even watched Tony Romo yesterday. He kept like, before the play would happen, he'd circle guy. He's going to come right in. Then the guy would not come right in. <laughs> well, there was the one play, and I saw, I forget who I what I would love to credit them, but on Twitter they, they read, uh, they wrote something to the effect of maybe Tony doesn't know what the word perfectly means because on the touchdown pass, that was out of bounds. Yeah. Tony goes, that's a perfectly thrown ball. It was just a little out of bounds. How is it a perfectly thrown ball? <laughs> Maybe it was, meant a good spiral. It was off the field. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a perfectly thrown ball. He missed his spot. Yeah. And then they had the one. I don't know if you were still watching at that point. Did you see where they went into the booth and he's eating like a gobstopper? Tony, Tony Romo? <laughs> he was eating he had something in his mouth that he was eating. And Nance basically asks him a question and he oh, can't yes. talk. Because he's eating something, and then Nance basically starts laughing. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I don't know. Was he uh, enjoying a throat lozenge? I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. That's certainly possible. I thought gobstopper, but maybe it was a 
throat lozenge. A throat lozenge. Or a piece Jerry. of gum. I don't know. But it was weird. And uh, I was not aware that Daniel Jones wore contact lenses. By the way, just so we get this clear. Yeah. So are you saying that people are not watching the games because Tony Romo's in the booth? No, that for is For his $20 million uh, nope. a year? Right. People exactly. are still enjoying uh, I, I the games. I will never, ever understand that. I, They should be paid well. What these guys are getting paid makes zero no sense. No sense, right. None. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, Daniel Jones, I had no idea where his uh, contact lenses. Uh, I didn't either until one popped out and he had to come out of the game. <laughs> And I had, that's another thing. I had people writing me on Twitter because uh, on the on the podcast, I've talked about how I've tried to go yeah. get contact lenses, and I got one in after an hour and fifteen minutes. Daniel Jones went out, whoop, put it right back in. Did he put it in though, or did they hold? I see. I felt like watching it. They were holding his eye, his eyes open, to make sure that they got it in quickly. Oh, really? That's that's how it looked to me. It was you know, it looked through a couple of different hands were there. I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't know. Like, I would feel like if I w- was wearing contact lenses on the football field and I got hit really hard, they would just be popping right out of my head. Or rolling behind your eyeball. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm surprised that, happens. that doesn't happen, that we haven't seen that happen more often. Maybe because it was the quarterback. And if another guy goes off the field for a play or two, you don't think about it. Yeah, I would wear the Eric Dickerson glasses. Yeah, the goggles. I think those are the coolest <laughs> <Me> things. <too. laughs> They're not going to fall off your head. You don't have to worry about the. Lens going behind your eyeball or popping out onto the feet. How about the fact that he found it? Yo, he found it. Wow, yeah. That's amazing. Because he's ready to go out and clean it. Yes. How the hell do you find a contact lens in the field? I have no idea. Those things are really small, as you know. That was very impressive. Uh, Oh, this was one of the things we talked about. Nick Sirianni kind of being douchey or whatever. After the game, he said, of uh, having Jalen Hurts on the team. Yeah, I actually don't think this was, but I go ahead. I it's like having going. Michael Jordan. Yeah, out there. I I under I actually get what he is saying. What though. is he if saying? You, Jerry? Did you hear it and see no. it? Okay, he I was not being. Du- and I don't like the guy, so but I will defend him here. Okay, I don't think he was being douchey at all. What he was trying to say is this guy is so important to what we do. He's like having Michael Jordan on the field because he does this, that. He's in charge of this aspect of the offense. Like we need this guy, and we we're not going to win without him. Is essentially what he was saying. I actually didn't have an issue. I thought he made sense with what he was saying. It was a fun headline. He didn't say he's the Michael Jordan of the NFL. <laughs> that's how I took it. He said he's like Michael Jordan for us. I took it like he's the Michael Jordan of the no, NFL. No, that's, that's not what he was saying. No, 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 hmm. no. Nope, nope, nope. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I see the slang word, yeah. Do you think the... Huh. <laughs> edging? That thing? Yeah. D- did you happen to see that uh, I think the Eagles, Jerry, screwed with the Giants. They... I think they shut off their uh, water in the hotel room. I did see that. <laughs> Giants had no water on Saturday. That's got to be some big conspiracy, though. Yeah, big conspiracy. To be able to get in touch with the owners of the hotel, uh-huh. I would think the city's got to be involved Correct. somehow in that. Oh, they were all involved, Jerry. And that you turn the water off. They shut the water off now, in the Giants hotel. That having been said, not the greatest thing. But it's no. not like they turned the heat off and they were sleeping. It was 19 degrees in their rooms right. either. Plus, it was game day. They could get to the stadium and do whatever I, they want. 100%. Now, it is, it's It's interesting. Yeah. Makes you think. But, I, you know, whatever. Didn't they rectify that, too, before they even left the hotel? That I don't know. Because I did see in one tweet that they're working on it and they're hoping to have a resolution soon. Uh, maybe it was when they checked out. I don't know. But then everyone probably turning the water on at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that does fascinate me about hotels. So in a lot of cases, when we go away with when I go away with Rutgers, usually I'm on the same floor with the coaches and the players, if not one floor above, you know, whatever. But we're pretty much collected in the same area. So if you if team breakfast is at ten o'clock, 
it's almost like at 9.15, everybody's taking a shower. <laughs> and yet the pressure of the shower is still outstanding. Yeah, I don't get that. Meantime, in your house, two people take a shower, you got one stream of water coming out. <laughs> or you're taking a shower and someone turns the sink on for a yes. second. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, why is the water stopping? <laughs> but in a hotel, it's just blowing out like crazy. Yeah. Pretty imp- and the hot water is good. Yes. It really is amazing. I, w- I wonder about that. And, and huge buildings in New York, apartment buildings, like toilets. Oh, it's got to be some scene. How the, Those pipes got to go 80 floors up and Ugh. down? Disgusting. Crazy. Let's not even think about that, please. I was not impressed by Saquon Barkley's performance Saturday. He had nowhere to run. <laughs> what do you want from him? I'm sure if we should give this guy a deal. Hand the ball off. He's got three guys jumping on him. <laughs> That's the funny thing about when we watch these games. If you yeah. just are a box score, box score reader, yeah. you have no idea what's going on in these games. I mean, even yesterday, if you looked at... If you look at the box score from the Cowboys Niners, Niners didn't do a damn thing on no. the ground in the box score. Not impressive. But if you watch the game, very impressive in the second half, where they just anytime they needed four yards, they got six. At the end when they had the ball, they could have run it out. Again, if Mitchell doesn't run out of bounds, they run the clock out. Like the, the stats weren't great, but if you saw the game, they ran it down the Cowboys' throat in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So stats lie. You got to actually watch the games. And headlines, Jerry. And headlines can lie, too, all the time. And the highlights, because they didn't show those two holding calls that you referenced. But that's the part of watching the entire game that helps. Quick break. When we come back, we've got one final story. It's a doozy. We'll wrap it up with that. Then Boomer and Gio at the top right here on The Fan. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence talking football. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Two minutes to go. Boomer and Geo. Then the uh, Cowboys lost to the Niners. The Bengals beat the Bills. Nets won. Knicks lost. Devils won. Good news if you're a Giants fan, Jerry, and you want to keep Mike Kafka and uh, Wink Martindale. No one's interested anymore. I think Kafka is still going to interview. He interviewed with the Colts. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's going anywhere, but. They're probably like, eh. No, they they weren't supposed to win the game. (laughs) Oh. The thing that sucks about it is how non-competitive they were. Yes. But if, right, no one, listen, I know if you're a Giant fan, you wanted them to win. They're so much better than you talent-wise. It's not, again, there's no shame in losing that game. So it just would have been nice if it would have been, I don't know, a little closer. Yes. Not 28 nothing at halftime. And then I saw Jerry, Mr. Sweeney Murdy is uh, leaving WFAN after 30 years. Here's what impressed me. Not oh, his 30 years. Yeah, not his 30-year tenure, Jerry. Yeah, I know where you're going. First of all, Two hours into him tweeting that, it had a million, like, views. I think he's over three million right now. I could not believe it. He's touched a lot of people over 30 years. People love Sweeney Murdy. Yeah, I know. Who doesn't? I really, I could, I was like, is this possible that it had a million views? Yes, I think it is possible. And you're right. Then, like, I checked a couple hours later, it was 1.7 million views. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Think about what he's been, what he's been through with that team over the last 30 years. He's become synonymous with the Yankees. So do I do this, Jerry, if I want a lot of views? Quit? Yeah. <laughs> Let's try it. See what happens. Soon. <laughs> and if not, you can educate people on edging in the new song by Blink-182. I don't know what that means, Jerry. No, you did. Actually, you're the only one in the room that did know, which actually surprises me and freaks me out a little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just wondering if you've ever tried it. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.